the most profound and it's one that I'm preaching a lot of is video. So I do uh, Loom or I use another software called Tello. So I use both in, in conjunction, well, not together, but separately. And I basically say, hey, you might not understand what my app does, but I'm going to do a two minute video as part of my outreach. You're listening to the 12 Nits SaaS podcast with your host, Upendra Verma. Every week, I interview the world's best B2B SaaS founders to understand how they're growing their company. I ask them real SaaS metrics like ARR, growth rate, churn, and deep dive into their exact processes. Let's listen to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 12 Nits SaaS podcast. I'm your host, Upendra Verma, and today we have John Wright with us. John runs here a company called Statstrone. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be on. All right, John. So let's talk about your company and product first. So what does your product do and why do customers pay you money? Yeah, it's uh, our product is uh, it, it's not one that um, our customers typically can seek out. So when we introduce what it is, they're kind of like, oh, I didn't know a product like this existed. And it is an affiliate stats aggregator. So if you're an affiliate marketer and you're signed up to, let's say, 100 different affiliate programs, um, it's kind of important to keep control of your stats or it's at least understanding um, how you're doing on a daily or monthly basis. So if you don't have one of these apps that will aggregate your data, um, you're going to be operating blind. So it kind of it's kind of like knowing your banking data across multiple bank accounts. Let's say if hypothetically you had 10. It's uh, it, it checks your stats once a day and it, and it tells you everything. Your clicks, how many sales you've made, how much revenue you made, which ones are ranked in which order. And it's just a pretty useful feedback tool. Got it. So... Are these businesses that you're primarily trying to sell you sell sell to, or are these just affiliates? It's, I mean, it's still B two B, but it's a it's affiliates. So it's um, anyone that works in affiliate marketing are ideal uh, targets and customers. Um, there's a couple of other competitors that we have. Some that are very niche specific, like online gambling, and some that just kind of cover the whole market. But I mean, there's probably 30,000 affiliate programs out there in existence. And the more you dig, you'll just you just keep finding them. All right. So I want to understand about this persona a bit more, right? So how is this B2B? So so like I can't imagine, maybe I don't know, right? But I can't imagine a person starting a business and just joining a bunch of affiliate programs and then trying to sell them. So like explain to me the persona that you're trying to sell to. I know they are affiliates, but what do they yeah. do on a regular basis? Do they have a business on business in, in yeah. some other business or what what exactly are they trying to do? Yeah, I mean, you can kind of pick like any industry, but let's take a uh, gambling. It's something that I've worked in for a long time. So you say, I want to create a website and I know I can make money as a webmaster. So the first thing you do is, well, aside from creating a domain or a some sort of content platform, you basically have to send players or traffic to an end destination, which you're going to earn a commission on. And typically commissions in, in the gambling space are are based on revenue share or they can be on CPA or cost per acquisition. So your job is to create an entity or a product, well, more like a service to attract customers. And you're basically sending them to an end destination where you're going to get a, a commission. So it's usually kind of understood that there's volume behind it. So it's uh, in our case, we know they are running their own business, targeting B2C, like business to customer. Mm -hmm. In our case, we want them as our customers. So that's why we identify ourselves as a pure B2B. Okay. Okay. Sort of get us... I sort of understand that. Right? All right. So let's yeah. let's talk about your customers and you know. So how many customers do you have as of today on your platform? Yeah, uh, I want to say we have millions, but that's uh, definitely not the case at all. 
Um, we, we thought we would be able to get like, you know, hundreds in a month and it's been far from that. Um, so from that realization, we, we just expected that the customers would be like, once they saw it, it would be an easy sell. So, uh, we're now selling to customers on, on a singles basis, like, you know, one per day. Um, and we're actually kind of happy about that. Like, yes, I still want to have like 100 signups in a day, but what we've realized in this whole experience is that, um, it, it takes a lot of work. Uh, there's no... There's no just like create it and you know the traffic will, will come or you do a bit yeah, of yeah I know I know you're you're gonna get there definitely but like what's that approximate number as of today yeah we're we're basically under a hundred at the moment hundred hundred got it and approximately how much uh, revenue did you do last month yeah uh, last month we're sitting around we're hovering around twenty k MRR twenty k but from that there's a different part of our ecosystem which is um, because we have traffic that comes in that's webmaster traffic. Uh, we actually make a decent amount of uh, revenue referring affiliates to affiliate programs. So on top of having our app support those affiliate programs, if you click join, uh, we basically earn a sub-affiliate commission. It's kind of like we're marketers within our app, which helps other marketers, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And it's a bit complicated as well at this point of time. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, which one, which, so you've got two revenue channels and right. So you could take two directions to sort of grow your company too. Right. So which yeah. one are you really focusing on the SaaS business or this affiliate based commissions? Yeah. Are doing a bunch it, of it, it's really the SaaS business. I mean, that's the, the top thing. And we're actually in a transition stage at the moment where um, we've built an MVP product. It's getting uh, customers through the door, which is great. Um, but our selling proposition is one of two things. Our app currently saves you a lot of time because going back to the whole uh, case scenario where you are the affiliate and you have 100 affiliate programs and you have to check your stats once a week. Maybe that might take you a couple hours. Uh, that's a lot of time spent just checking your stats. So that's one component of what our app does at the moment. And the second one, which we're spending more time focusing on is going, how do we help this make you more money? So for example, can we highlight which affiliate programs you should send more traffic to? So this is really business intelligence. And it's a far more interesting proposition to say, well, you can save me time, which I can use that time to invest back in my business. But what if we can actually tell you that it's possible to possibly double your revenue from the exact same amount of traffic? Now, this kind of goes back to the whole concept of conversion rate optimization, which you could do the exact same thing on your website. So in our case, it's like we're not doing the conversion rate on your website per se, but we are helping you with that business intelligence to say, you know what? All affiliate programs are not created equally and you really should pay attention to your KPIs. So the one thing that we're starting to build now is uh, better feedback of those KPIs, ranking those KPIs rather than ranking by revenue, because revenue doesn't mean anything if you took way too much traffic to get that one you know, thousand dollars earned. So it's uh, the KPIs we believe are the, the future of our business. And we're actually we're right in the middle of uh, rebuilding our app to make that a primary focus so you can. Uh, make more money from the same traffic got it all right so let's let's focus on like the customers you've already got now so i want to understand where you got them and like you know i want to understand more about that process so you got around yeah. 100 customers as of today it, like what growth channels have really been working for you right so what how where did you find these 100 customers yeah um the, the first uh amount really comes down to my network like i've been in affiliate marketing and in certain industries for like about close to 20 years so from having those uh, friendships and just done networking and attended a lot of conferences, I already had a, a network. And from that network, I already had people that were, let's say, affiliate managers that said, hey, you know what? I know a bunch of friends. And because we've worked together, uh, we've all done favors for each other. So they said, you know, it's no problem for me to, to do that. 
that was been that was our first channel. Uh, we tried a whole bunch of other channels. Uh, I mean, we're, we're trying everything. We're going. We need to. We need to master the sales game. And the second one that's uh, been the most profound, and it's one that I'm preaching a lot of, is video. So I do uh, Loom, or I use another software called Tello. So I use both in, in conjunction. Well, not together, but separately. And I basically say, hey, you might not understand what my app does, but I'm going to do a two-minute video as part of my outreach. So in any outreach, what can you do? You send an email. Maybe you might have a link in there, but we don't know what the likelihood of that ending up in spam or it's going to be one of 100 messages. Now, if I send them a Loom, Loom uh, as a link itself doesn't get flagged as often as being spam. It's like, you know, it's it's like sending a YouTube link. It's a little different. Um, the reaction rates are, are far stronger. It's I'm so now is getting this a personalized video, personalized video. And what yeah, channels do you send this video to? Um, I'm actually sending to all channels. I've tested everything and I'm not saying I've got conclusive data sure. to say this one converts better. But what I'm starting to see is that uh, people seem to respond better through social media channels. So if I can get that person on LinkedIn, great, I'll, I'll do it on LinkedIn. If I happen to have them on Skype, I'll go there. If I don't have them on any channels, but all I'm left with are email, contact form and Facebook Messenger, Instagram, I'll do that. Um, I've done Twitter, Facebook, uh, Reddit, um, e even like, you know, going through YouTube to try to find some contacts. But all those other channels have actually been successful. And I, I'm starting to believe they're more successful than traditional emails and contact forms because you put a contact form on your website, you're going to get, what, 10 emails per day. It gets buried. And even if you put your email address on your own, on your own website, what's going to happen? I mean, you're going to get 10 to 20, 30, 50 emails per day. The message gets, gets lost and we're finding video personalized on top of hitting them with an alternate channel that's social media. It's having far more success. And can you can you quantify this? For example, like uh, let's let's say you send this uh, through email, right? You just send a cold emails. You ran a cold email ca uh, campaign with these personalized videos. I know it's going to take a lot of time to sort of come up with to actually yeah. sort of uh, create that video. But how much response rates? How many reply? How much reply rates do you actually see? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like going back to cold uh, cold emails, we actually tried a bunch of those campaigns, and they are actually not as good as I thought. Now, mm -hmm. of course, we know we can optimize those sure. campaigns, but in doing it personal all the way, it's slower, but the conversion rate is higher. How much? I don't have that data until it's I It's okay, actually do two, five, that. 10, 20, what, what is that number? What does that number look like? My personal opinion is that it's like 10 times greater. It's, okay. I know when someone watches a Loom video and I know they have my contact info. So the interactions, like as soon as I see the video has been watched, sometimes there's a high likelihood that we're either talking or I see, you know, registration. It's uh, my, my videos, they, they sit there in whenever I send them in the channel. And sometimes it's even three months later that I get a notification that it's been watched. And what's cool is that I can go into my own account and say, your video has been watched. And I got like a whole list of them. It's like, this is far more powerful than going, you know what, we sent 2000 emails and here's our response rate. And it's kind of dead. It's to me, they're not comparable and we're getting more customers signing up that I have no contact, like no previous history with, and, and it's far more comprehensive and it's uh, it's just powerful. And I'm hearing this from other people that are also introducing video into their outreach. Interesting. So how long are these videos? Uh, for me, uh, I think I only need one or two minutes to do my demo, mm -hmm. um, just based on the app. Like I show the features that I think would matter to them. Uh, the longest ones go to three minutes and I try not to make them too long. I mean, if we had a complex software that would say like SAP, 
maybe you can make your videos longer. But in our case, it's uh, we we know that webmasters uh, they don't have a lot of time, and we're kind of uh, you know we're kind of lazy. Like we want the message quick, but that two minute video is getting watched far more than well. How long would it take you to read an email? You can read an email in like you know ten seconds and say ignore it. But right, yeah. so how much of that two minute video do you actually personalize? So I'm assuming whatever all you're trying it. to all of it. So I'm assuming yeah. like you must have a lot of lot of that should be redundant, right? You must be pitching about your product, all of those things. Yep, yeah, but I try to make it so it's very clear and understood that I made that video just for them. I probably don't have their name, but I make sure that they they see when I'm recording my video. I go on their site and try to talk about, well, I see that you work uh, with these affiliate programs and they know that I've not done a copy and paste message. They're like, right. uh, I've got uh, feedback from some uh, customers that said, I'm blown away that you did this and wow, you know, they're mm -hmm. just, like they're they're even ecstatic that someone pitched them in that way. It takes it takes a bit of extra effort, but the but the response is far far more significant. Like we're getting getting bombarded with automated emails all the time, and it's getting to the point where even when I see them, unless it's super smart and it's like you know I kind of laugh. I'm like I know this is automated. Um, that's the only time you actually get me to respond. And I think I think automated emails are getting worse now. There's a time and place for it, and there's we we know there's a lot of experts in that space. But um, in my experience, I, I'm starting to move away from the cold emails. It's still a cold message, but it's cold and so, personalized. So, so I, let, let's close, you know, this this part of the conversation. By I, I want to ask ask you this one question, right? You've got a bunch of channels across which you could actually share this personalized video. Which yeah. one do you prefer, right? Which one do you really want? Like, what what like according to your results, right? So what's working the best for you? Yeah. I think LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is challenging because you got to remember that just because someone has an affiliate website doesn't mean they put that on their LinkedIn because what happens if you're contacting a website and the owner behind it is some random name media company, which has nothing to do with the website in question. So if it's LinkedIn and I'm able to do a search and I'm able to get uh, pretty good results within those searches or connections in common, that's been probably the most, uh, the most profound. Um, after that, I mean... I'm seeing equally de decent results across like random things like Reddit. Like I'm finding affiliates on Reddit and I just pitch them. I expect it to not be good, but when I get responses there and responses in Twitter, which I expect are, are channels that are less personal, like you're able to hide behind a persona, um, we're getting responses there. Um, I like Facebook a lot too, because usually people will stay on top of their, their page messages as well. All right. So let's let's get to the bottom part of that funnel, right? So somebody watched your video, personalized video, they loved it. So the, what happens after that? So how do you convert them to a paying customer? Yeah, good question. Uh, we're actually rebuilding our funnels as we speak. Um, what we've realized in looking at our own data is that we have customers that come in and it, the video does help them. Um, we're actually getting better conversions than if they didn't have any video at all, they don't always understand how the app works. And we have our own data to see that it falls flat. So we're changing our funnel to say, even though you might've watched this video and we showed you exactly how it works, we're now basically saying register, you now have to book a demo and we're going straight into the demo. So we're taking it so it's a slower approach, but we get to talk to them. And what we're learning in our own experience is going, well, what are your pain points or can we talk to you to learn a bit better, a bit more about you? And for us, it's important because we're, we're saying, what do we need to do to be more successful? It's not just the advanced features or a new design. It's if we don't talk to our customers, we're not really learning from them. And that's that experience, as painful as it is to slow it down, has been far more profound on uh, what we're doing. And we're changing our strategy from, from what we're learning.
all right so so essentially somebody watches your video then you sort of want them to book a demo and then probably you might end up converting them into a paying customer is that how it yeah. works yeah why not I, something like that. yeah Go why ahead. not something like a self serve model where somebody watch your video they're exploring they love it maybe a trial something like that and then they end up getting converted so because these and, deals are short right you i think your acv size is around $2000 or something at least the initial number say that right so can you yeah. afford to sort of do those personalized demos for a $2000 deal i mean you'll need manpower to sort of support that right so yeah. i know it's, these are initial days but what are your thoughts on that so how do you plan to scale this process yeah it's a good question it's like i i think our pricing is going to change once we introduce features like like i said save time we can put that in a box and some people don't react to it but if we can double your your revenue and you're a company that makes 10 million per year what is that worth that's worth more than a $250 subscription. So, we're going down that channel and because we know we're going down this channel, we know that it's more important to say we need to slow it down. So, yeah, of course, in a SaaS business, we want to be like, yeah, we've got 10,000 customers paying uh, $250 a month. I mean, everyone would take that all day long. Um I think in our business, um for us, uh, it's more important that we grow our product so it's so profound that people are like if I don't use this product, it's my competitor could be going uh could be leapfrogging me. and hypothetically buying them out because they actually made more money. Um if we achieve all those things then we know our pricing is going to be more than what we have right now and the the pitch itself is going to be far easier. Sure. So I'm I'm going to try to you know ask you pull some metrics out of you. I know it's going to be a tough question, right? But, but I want to understand how well this is working so that you know other founders can potentially try this channel. Right? And without metrics right it will just look like a nice story to sort of listen yeah. to right so let's just say 100 people watch your video right so how many of them actually end up booking a demo approximate numbers totally work but i want to get a number there yeah uh, in terms of uh, how many are watching it uh, i estimate it's something like 20 25% that watch it so once they watch it we're mm-hmm. seeing high activation rates it's just getting them to watch it is the most important part so just because we send it doesn't mean it gets watched but um like so watch said, to how does watch to demo look like um it, it's a pretty fast funnel it's like once they watch it it's uh sometimes i see very quickly that we've got a registration now the only thing that's challenging is it's not easy to map out that uh because mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. when i'm sending the video on reddit i see this person registered and it's like i can't always see that there's like there's no always direct tracking So so you so there is a self serve model as well right so they doesn't really have to book a demo so to sort of start start using your product right they could just directly yeah. register and start using the product I, I I think I think for what we're going to do for our business is uh we're not going to have this self serve model where you walk right into it uh because we have potential for increased pricing and being a profound business intelligence product um if you look at some of the larger software companies like Tableau and all that they have really interesting sales funnel. Now of course, it's perfect because they allow you to sign up to the app and just jump right into it. Um uh, but I think for us it's like from some of the things that I've read about sales where you kind of stop people and say, "Hey, we want to walk you through this demo." Um yeah, of course it's going to cost more money because it's people like me as the yeah. CEO and co-founder that will do that, but I'm learning so much from it that I know this is going right back into our own product. So um we have our own uh, issue to figure out going, "Okay, what does this look like for scalability but um we know that once we get the product perfected um this is an important part of this whole funnel to slow it down before we realize how do we rebuild this and make it make it something that we potentially could scale sure so going back to my original question so 25 people watch your video right so how many of yeah. them actually sort of book that books that demo registers is it 5 yeah. 10 yeah for 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 25 people watching the video we're we're getting like almost 25% of that 
we're get, we're getting like uh we're getting conversions that are pretty high it's you know it's fun because it's like yeah. sometimes it's like a send so a video you, you end up getting 25% of those people watching a video end up becoming your customers is that what you're saying it's pretty high yeah it's yeah. i think it's higher and once it well, like i said i need to go back to the data yeah yeah i know it's also, not an easy answer you need to build those funnels and it's definitely very hard to build those yeah and what we're doing as well it's like you know with with softwares like loom and tello they have feedback and api data that you can actually have so mm-hmm. we are literally building that into our own backend so such that when we send the videos it's kind of blind like you know we're just sending it to a whole bunch of people um once we know that those videos have been watched it's like we want to have it such that they're triggered and we can actually look in our own backend and just see the data going how many videos have we created today and how many signups do we have and can we see the correlation and in a perfect world we'd be able to map that loom video to that customer and it's not always easy because sometimes they'll watch the video and they'll go to your site you can put a, uh, a link in the loom video itself which is great but you can also measure and track uh those clicks through those clicks as well Got so that, that's the next stage of uh how we get even better at going how well is this working sure sure all right so let's get a bit of backstory about the company right when did you start the company yeah good question i've been in affiliate marketing and uh online gambling for a good 20 years um i've worked in all different aspects of affiliate marketing uh the company itself is just under five years old technically um the first version of the app we built uh, a couple of years ago was uh it, it didn't work well. Mm-hmm. We made every mistake that you can imagine. So we had to rebuild the app. Um, that was in the past two years. So in the last year, we launched it in beta to get some, some customers on board. And this year, we're just starting to, to do all the mistakes in sales, yeah. uh, learning what's working and polishing those sales funnels. And how many folks do you have on your team as of today? Yeah, right now we've got six uh, developers and we've got another six people on our team, including myself and my business partner. So we're, we're a small operation. The- yeah, yeah that, that, that's totally fair and you're very efficient as well. So talk about this other six people. So what, what exactly are they doing? Uh, good question. It's uh, We're now starting to, um, we're, we're about, about to take on a bit of uh, investors to help us scale because we've been MVP, proof of concept, uh, proof uh, showing the product works. And we're basically focusing a bit more on SEO. We just hired a new VP sales. And once again, that salesperson says, for me to get to this perfect, perfected point of being able to charge more and have a product that people like you, you have low churn. Um, basically it's a lot of things need to be done to get there. So, um, yeah, our, our latest hire is VP sales. It's the most important part of our job. But the, the funny thing is in hiring this person, we thought we were just going to step on the gas and get more people through the door, but we actually want to slow it down because what we don't want to do is we don't want to have a wave of people come in and get disappointed because it's like, what's important. We're going that we're slowing this down. We have the luxury to be able to afford to to have a more expensive operation to go through all these uh you know experiences to go. How do we make this perfect and be the number one leader in this in this market? So, so why VP sales at this stage of your company? So typically, I would expect you'd hire a VP of sales when you have a sales led motion and when when you're just about to scale, right? So yeah. so, but you you really. Are you really do you you don't you don't really have a sales led motion right because you have your ACV sizes is around two thousand dollars or something maybe in the best case scenario maybe you can go up to ten thousand dollars if I'm not wrong because these are not big enterprisey customers right these are affiliates at the end of the day they can't yeah. pay you like a million bucks or something right so they couldn't pay us a million but it's possible to get more but once again it all depends on this uh, product roadmap and how how influential it is on them like. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you make 10 million a month and our app can help you double your your revenue in a short period of time, 
what would you pay for that? Sure. Uh, you'd pay more than uh, than a SaaS product that you know. Sure, we definitely. Prices in a thousand dollars a month. Range. My question is: Are there affiliates who are earning in ten million bucks a year? Are yeah, there so, there's lots of them. Okay. Is, there's lots of them. It's changing. It's growing. I mean, some of these affiliates are getting bigger. And what's becoming more prominent and understood is that business intelligence is something that's extremely important in affiliate marketing, but there's not a lot of people that focus on it. So as much as we're having a product that services like, you know, the small starter, medium-sized enterprises and the large ones, uh, it's the same problem no matter where you are in that whole stage, whether you're trying to become that big fish or if you're comfortable being that middle company. It's uh, you, you need to track your stats. This is important. I mean, QuickBooks yeah. exists for a reason. Uh, but I think the difference between us and a proposition like QuickBooks is that if we can help you make more money and this is going to be the tool that makes you leapfrog your competitors, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting tool. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of value. Yeah. All right, John. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Hope you scale stats to you. much greater heights. Me too. Thank you.